Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windermere Ask a Coach podcast. And I'm so thrilled today because I've got uh, Matthew Farrar with me today. Matthew, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Michael. Hey, well, I'm glad you've been on a few times. And uh, I want to just let our listeners know a little bit about you. Uh, you've been a real, you've been helping real estate brokers and agents since 1991, uh, and specifically uh, with all inspiring information and helping people. I know I follow you a lot on social media. You have your Good News Fridays. Uh, but you've launched now uh, a newsletter. Just tell us a little bit about that and kind of what's been going on with it. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we launched our newsletter uh, called Always Inspiring on the Substack platform in June. And primarily uh, what our goal was try and bring all the content, all the different pieces that I'm always creating into one place to make it easy for people to find. And one aspect that's really cool of the newsletter is that it's so accessible to reach the past content, which is not always the case when you're just receiving an email newsletter, people sort of lose the past content. And so the Substack platform is both a way to get the newsletter right in your email, but to be able to go back to the site and then get access to the old content, watch the old videos. Uh, it even allows you, which is really kind of innovative, to uh, immediately audio record all of your newsletters as well. So they basically develop a podcast aspect. It's very versatile. We're very excited. Um, since June, we've uh, grown to over 3,000 subscribers. I mean, honestly, it was a very quiet launch because I just thought, well, I'll give it a try and see if people would respond. And I'm blown away by the kind notes and messages that people have uh, have sent us. So it's very exciting, very exciting. And I'll make sure uh, at the end here, we'll wrap up. I'll get make sure we get that information out to everybody. So if they want to subscribe to it, uh, that would be great. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today is because, uh, you know, we obviously we run a coaching company inside of Windermere. And uh, one of the challenges I've been hearing and seeing as of late is just discouragement and anxiety. Um, and we were talking before we started the podcast that you're seeing that as well. And uh, I just thought it would be great today just to kind of give some context around, you know, the agents that aren't doing that, you know, what are some of the things that they're doing? And it's a lot of the stuff that you talk about, but would you agree that, that anxiety is kind of high right now in our, in our industry? I, I would agree. In fact, I, I feel as if the anxiety that I'm hearing from clients that I'm coaching from uh, audiences that I'm talking to is as high as it was just a couple of years ago, you know, when we were, we were facing, you know, a, a significant uh, situation with the global pandemic. And yet in many ways, if we were to look at, you know, the data surrounding the marketplace and what's actually happening, it's not quite as gloomy, but for some reason it, it feels gloomy. I think there are a lot of uh, negative vibes, you know, headlines every day. Uh, they're called headlines because they affect your head. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, you, you hear like a lot of negativity about what's happening in the real estate market. And, you know, it's funny that you use the word context because the 
salespeople and the managers and the company owners who are doing so well today, they are doing well because they've remembered the word context. Everything has to be in context. When I see a headline that says, you know, affordability is the worst in 20 years, I always say, well, what's the context? Because somebody's buying 4.9 million homes this year. So for somebody, it was affordable. It was affordable. Now for others, it, it wasn't affordable, right? So so I like to have context. And that's I think that's the primary thing that successful people are doing today is they're stepping back and they're saying, oh, that's a data point. Oh, that's a headline. Oh, that's an observation. But what's the rest of the story? And that actually fills them with a lot of optimism. Yeah, I would agree. And, and I think also, too, is, um, you know, we going back to there's negative context out there that is just spewing everywhere. And I think the other thing is, you know, uh, I would say, and I'd love to get your perspective on this, is what's your routine for your consumption of context? So I think that's one of the most um, helpful things that I've learned over the years and tried to teach others, which is, I have to be extremely judicious with what I consume. You know, every morning I am very, very careful with the news that I read, the newsletters that I read, the social media that I scroll. And, you know, certainly, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna-ish, but you cannot wake up all day and, uh, you know, you, you can't even start your day, let alone all day, ingest all of this negativity and hope to find positivity in the marketplace. For example, if all you do is hear how there are no listings out there, guess what you're going to find when you go to work? You're not going to find any listings, right? right? If all you hear is no buyers are applying for mortgages, then every buyer you meet or solicit is not going to be, you know, someone who is prepared and ready uh, uh, with their finances. So I actually am very, very careful every single morning with what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, what I'm ingesting. And, and more importantly than that, I think... Uh, for for each one of us, this is actually a wonderful opportunity to do a little curating. You know, the fall is a time when people maybe uh, clean up their yards or clean up the leaves, clean up the, you know, the, the prune the garden, if you will. We should be doing some pruning about the inputs and the perspectives and uh, the attitudes that we're letting into our minds every morning. So let me ask you this for our listeners. I, so you, you obviously, I mean, I know you're an inspiring person and, and you, you, you walk the path of being pretty optimistic and positive from what I know of you, but where do you get your inspiration? I mean, so like if, if you're waking up in the morning, where are you pulling good stuff from? Well, I think the most important source that I find from, for myself is actually, I try to um, just step back and recognize what simple good things are happening every single day. So one of the activities I do in classes and I do with, with people I'm coaching is I always start off by saying, Hey, what's something good that's happened this week? And it could be tiny. It could be the littlest thing. It could be um, something that has nothing to do with their career. It could just be something happening in their community, in their neighborhood, whatever. But it gets the mind to recognize that there are good things going on. And so something good happened in the neighborhood. Something good happened with your, with your kids or with a relative. Something good happened at work. By just 
for myself, recognizing that there are plenty of little good things happening, it it allows me to start the morning with the right uh, uh, lens, if you will, because what you seek is what you'll attract. So if I say, hey, well, one good thing happened, maybe now my attention is going to focus on the next good thing and the next good thing and the next good thing. It's kind of like, you know, when you buy a new car and you suddenly start seeing that car all over the road. Well, the same thing is true for your morning attitude. So I actually just like to start with a personal inventory in the morning. How do I feel this morning? What's going on? How is you know my garden in the backyard? What was the last good call I had uh, with, with a friend in the last 24 hours or a client? I just try to recognize a simple good thing. Now, from that, what almost inevitably happens is I get motivated to find other sources of good stuff. Maybe all of a sudden uh, my eye is pulled to a great social media post, one of like one of your morning memes that you put out. I really, all of a sudden, uh, these things start to uh, appear in my attention. Now, granted, they were probably there on my feed. They were probably there on my homepage, my news page, but I wasn't seeking them until I got my own mind attuned to the good stuff. And it just becomes really a magnet and a cascade of good things that brighten up my morning. Yeah, I would agree. In fact, uh, this morning I was uh, I was talking to somebody and they were saying how things were so horrible. And so I happened to just pull up Keeping Current Matters and just listen to a video from Steve Harney. And, all you sudden, you know, and even though it wasn't all rosy and great, it was giving me context around what what is good that's happening. And even though people are saying that this is going on, maybe it's interest rates, maybe it's, you know, that we have low inventory, maybe that we've got buyers sitting on the fence. He gave context around to where I could still see the positive. And how to and how to talk to that and put that information out there. You know, additionally, we could challenge ourselves. One of the things that I find myself doing uh, is uh, purposefully going on a venture, on a quest for good things. So you mentioned, you know, at the beginning of the podcast that every Friday I write a column called Good News Friday. Now, the funny thing is that. It's, you know, probably 20 items of positive news, not all related to real estate, related to everything, all sectors of the economy, healthcare, the ecology, the uh, education system, health, you know, anything that I can find, I will pull some of these things together into a quick list, and then a feel good story at the end. But what I do is I don't write that whole thing on Friday. I'm always collecting headlines every single day of the week. And then I just am assembling them into that article. So we could actually challenge ourselves just like I do every morning to say, you know what? I must purposefully go seek a good headline and then put it in a little, put it in your notepad, put it on your smartphone home screen for the day or better yet, why not just put it on your social media? You know, you log in and Facebook says, what's on your mind? Why not share some good headline that you saw? And you don't have to give the news. You just have to say, wow, uh, did you know that they developed this new medicine, that this new thing is happening in industry, that the housing industry itself is experiencing some, you know, unexpected uh, a positivity. The idea is that if you challenge yourself to go find it, you also can create a good habit every single morning of uh, being in tune with a, a lot more of the positive headlines that are actually, again, waiting for us just to take notice of them. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think one of the one of the challenges uh, that we can touch on is that I'm seeing the agents that aren't doing that. So instead of living in that optimistic world, they're living in that, let's say, more pessimistic world. Mm. And they're they're creating that. Um, but the other thing I think that's happening, too, is that when you live in that pessimistic world, what happens is your your hopefulness uh, starts to diminish. 
and you become helpless. Um, and we talked a little bit about this where it's it's not it's not they're getting out of the business. They're just kind of quitting a little bit. They're just not not showing up. Have you yeah. some of that? This, this kind of quiet quitting phenomenon, if you will. Yes. 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 Well, so here's something that I've learned uh, over the years between optimism and pessimism. Optimists in general, when they encounter difficulty, they their attitude is, well, this is not my fault. Uh, in which in most cases it's not. Uh, it's temporary. It won't last forever. And um, there are probably some things I can do to navigate through it. Whereas pessimists have the exact opposite uh, mindset. It's, you know, maybe something I did or failed to do. It's going to be permanent or last longer than uh, I wanted to. And I don't have any options or choices. And so when I encounter people who are giving me indications that they're quiet quitting. What I've learned is that you don't just switch on the optimist mindset. You don't just say, you know what, I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to see the brighter side of life. Actually, what you have to do is adopt an attitude of actively disputing pessimism. So you actively have to say, wait a minute, I'm being pessimistic about something. I am saying to myself, oh, you know, calling Fizbos is never going to work. Oh, calling my past clients, I'm never going to talk to anyone. And what you have to do is stop at that moment and actively challenge that. Well, how do I know that? How many for sale by owners have I called? How many have declined me? How many said they didn't want to meet with me? How many didn't, you know, work with someone, if not me, someone else? In other words, why not use your ability to inquire, to think through, to challenge? And the funny thing is that it's not a skill that uh, any of us has to go find. We have this ability to ask, how do I know that? And is that really true? And what else is uh, uh, possible if I would ask about it? But by taking charge of the pessimism, by actually actively disputing it, it creates some momentum. It creates some optimism that things are in your control, that setbacks are temporary, and that you have the ability to take action and move ahead. So when it comes to quiet quitting, yes, some people are psyching themselves out, but they don't realize that they contain within them the only mechanism that they need to overcome that pessimism, which is to actively argue against it. Imagine if someone was coming to them being negative and they had to sort of push back a little bit and say, well, really? Like, but do it for themselves now. Now they're looking in the mirror and they're doing it on their own for their own pessimistic feelings. And they will find that there's a lot of energy in taking control of that pessimism. So wait a second. You're telling me that people should live consciously? <laughs> yes, uh, you know, uh, taking some uh, 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 responsibility for their thoughts and taking some charge of their mindset. It's very, very um, illuminating when that happens. Well, and you, you, well, you bring up a good point because I do, you know, and as you probably experience this when you're coaching people, all of a sudden you hear their narratives, you hear the things they're saying, you say, wait, time out, stop for a second. Let's be conscious in the moment and think about the choices and the words and the thoughts we're choosing to have right now and is it benefiting you for yourself you want to be tomorrow um and i think a lot you know it's difficult i mean that takes energy and effort to be aware of that in the moment have you do you find that to be the case it's it is a huge amount of work there's no question about being in being intentional and being connected to the moment takes a lot of energy a lot of work however it's also the greatest source of all of your advantages most of us 
spend so much time either reviewing the past or thinking about a future that may not actually come to pass. And often it's a future that's uh, a little bit more pessimistic than optimistic if we're already feeling gloomy, as opposed to saying, what's happening right now? What is the perspective right now? What's possible for me right now? In fact, one of the most important things I like to do especially this time of the year uh, with people who are thinking about either reflecting back on the year they've had so far or thinking ahead of the year they'd like to have is I really ask challenge people, you know, ask them to get back in contact with their vision of what they believe is possible for themselves. Because while we could probably you and I come up with 30 things on a task list for people to do to create some momentum in their business and in their life, what I've discovered is that sometimes we have to set aside our to-do list and focus on our to-be list. And when you really get in contact with who you wish to be in the future, three months from now, six weeks from now, even tomorrow, I mean, I don't mean you have to program the next decade of your life and try to outguess the universe. Just try to say, hey, a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, I want to be someone who possesses these characteristics, has improved these strengths, uh, approaches the day with such and such an attitude, and wraps up the day with such and such a sense of, of accomplishment and achievement and, and, and grace. When you start thinking about that, who you want to be, what you then find is that your to-do list is actually quite easy because the things you need to do to be that person are probably much smaller list than you think to achieve that level of performance. Yeah, I, I would so agree with you. And I think the second piece to that too, and this we've talked about this a little bit, is that the agents that are having the success today, you know, the optimism, being consciously aware, um, you know, being in that world of seeking things that are good, they're also touching into the relationships that they have. Um, and I'd love to hear your perspective on that only because I think that when you're conscious and you say, hey, you know, the business about relationships, how many people are then upping that game and really checking in? Because if, if, if I'm having anxiety and fear, I got to believe that some of my clients are too. And how am I becoming kind of a, a, a beacon, if you will, of positivity and also saying, hey, there's hope. It's, it's not all doom and gloom. Let's talk about it. Let's find out what's happening in your life. One of the most uh, important things that I believe we all need to do right now, not only for ourselves, but as you say, for the people around us, is because, become that beacon, become that moment of time well spent for others. You know, we are an industry and also just in general, our culture that's very much obsessed with information, with data. But what sometimes people need is direction. What they don't need is more information. They need encouragement. They need someone to say, I've got your back. I've got your dreams. I'm going to be there right with you. And I think you should make a move, take a step, create some more momentum, try something not so crazy different. You know, one of the things about growth that we often find uh, psychs us out is that we think growth is like going from zero to the 100 foot diving uh, platform, but you might just need to go to the two foot diving platform, right? You don't need to do something so big and so scary, but just take some action. Now for all of us, 
That's true individually for ourselves, but it's also true for those people around us. Now imagine if you woke up every day and you said, you know, part of my mission, part of my job is to uh, call three people who matter to me and make little deposits into their lives, right? Building up some, some credit. I call it relationship banking, really, where I'm making these little optimistic, positive deposits, making sure that they're getting some encouragement. Someone's refreshing their uh, spirits and someone is giving them the backup they need to be able to keep moving forward. If you make that part of your day-to-day -day, uh, activities, what you're really doing, this is kind of, for me, the, the fun part, is you're actually redefining one of the terms I think is so uh, mystifying in our, in our business. The term commission that we talk about all the time should really not be about our fee, our fees. It should be about the co-mission that we are going on with our colleagues, right? Our colleagues, with our clients, with even co-brokes, right? There's the word co is in there as well. When we're co-broking with someone else, we should make it our mission to make this the best deal that they've done in a long time, right? If you truly redefine what your mission is and you realize that your co-mission is to go and make a difference, not just make a deal with people, then you can wake up every morning and say, you know what I really need is to feel good about the contribution I'm going to make. And one of the best ways to do that is to call a customer, a client, a friend, a colleague, and just, you know, maybe pour into their bucket a little bit and you really ignite this virtuous circle, if you will, of growth for yourself and for others. Well, and I love it. It's a mindset shift too, because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't deserve business. I earn it and I earn it by helping other people. And I think, and you know, and I do that, like I'll have clients that struggle. So, well, I don't know what to say. And I said, say you were thinking about them. I mean, just make that the call. <laughs> just, just You're call. You know, I was just thinking about you today. I was I just to thinking about you. It's such a powerful phrase. Uh, let me tell you a funny story. About uh, about two months ago, I um, every every quarter I make it a goal to call four or five of my larger clients and just say hello. Literally, just say hello. So I <laughs> I called the client and I said, you know, I really I haven't spoken to you all summer, and so I'm just thrilled that you agreed to spend ten minutes on the phone with me. I was thinking about you. I had so much fun the last time we were together and I just wanted to see how things were. Now, Michael, here's the coolest thing. 55 minutes later, <laughs> she took a breath and I took a breath and she looked at me because we were on a Zoom and she said, this was so much fun. Catching up was so much fun. Can we do this again soon? Now, what better business can you be in and what better day can you have and what better contribution can you make than to have a friend, a client, doesn't matter really who they are, they're just someone who matters to you, say to you, that was so much fun. And here's the funny thing. I didn't talk about anything I could sell her, any programs I had, didn't talk about my newsletter, didn't talk about coaching, didn't talk about any. In fact, we don't have anything booked. I just called to say, what's happening? What's new? She expressed some things. I threw out some ideas. I just did me. I just basically showed up and said, I'm so happy to spend some time with you. Now, I don't know where that's going, but I've already got my reward. My reward was when someone that mattered to me said, thank you for that. Imagine now yep. if you shifted your daily goal from, yes, I will have an appointment with you to simply getting people to say, 
thank you for that time well spent. You are playing on a very different playing field at that point. Well, and I would agree. And I think it's it's very rare air, if you want to call it that. I think I don't think a lot of people do that. And I also, I'll tell you, you know, uh, we all want to feel significant. And as soon as you make it about them and you have those authentic conversations, it's amazing on how they walk away and they, re- and that's remembered, right? That's absolutely remembered. And they're not, you're not trying to give them stats or give them data. And I see that happen a lot. Well, I've got to give them this report or I've got to figure out what to say, or I've got to do some research. No, just call them up and ask, how the heck are you? What's been going on? So here's something that I learned from my mentor many, many years ago. I said, you know, oh, I think I've got to produce, like you said, reports. I've got to produce analysis. I've got to call up and, you know, give them stuff. And here's what my mentor said to me. He said, Matthew, the truth is most people will be very satisfied with your presence more than your presence. And I thought, wait, wait, what did he just say? And what he meant was, you know, the two different forms of that word. They didn't need presence. They didn't need things. They didn't need little gifts from me. They don't need me to send them things or whatever. They just wanted me to be there. My presence in their lives for five minutes or honestly for five seconds in a social media post or a a five, uh, a five minute video clip, or again, 55 minute phone call our presence alone, we often forget that we are the gift, right? We are the thing. People don't hire our reports. They don't hire our systems and tools. They're not hiring our lockbox. They're hiring us. They want to spend time with us through processes that are, you know, enabled by all those tools, but they ultimately are there with us. And so the more we realize that I have everything I need today to give to my customers and clients, it's great if I also have information if and when they need information and I read the reports if and when they need my knowledge, but sometimes you are enough. You're more than enough to simply keep that relationship vital. Yeah, I agree. I mean, skills are important. Aptitude is important. Knowledge is important. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, how you show up and how you give back. Be there. It's the easiest part of this business is being there. You know, what we often hear, we hear these crazy stats, like 85% of uh, sellers were so happy with their agent that they would gladly work with them again. But we also hear that like 22% or some very low number like that actually do. And everyone always asks why that's the case. Is it because my drip mailing system isn't working or my follow-up or whatever? And I say, honestly, the number one reason was we just forgot to be there it wasn't about whether we had the snazziest templates or the coolest graphs and charts it was just simply saying like you said earlier thinking of you today hope all is well and that's it you know sometimes i even leave a voicemail like um so one of the things i love about social media is it tells me when important things are happening to people who matter to me like their birthdays or any charitable activities that they're engaged in. So when it's people's birthdays, I often just leave a text or a voicemail and I'll just say, no need to call me back, thinking of you, hoping you're having an awesome day on your special day, right? So that takes the pressure off for them to have to have a conversation with me, but they know it matters. But I go one step further. A lot of times now for people's birthdays, they are um, they're doing these charitable donations or raising funds uh, on like on Facebook. It's quite popular. And here's the funny thing. I've just set a budget every month 
for contributing to so many of those. And I'm not contributing $100 to each one. I might put 5 or $10 in right. each one. But what matters is that I made a contribution to something that matters to someone who matters, right? It's just this yeah. wonderful, simple way of saying, I've got your back. I'm here for you in between all the deals we could ever do because you matter to me more than the deals that we could do. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, I, I will say to your stats, when you talked about, well, they don't get back. I just, I think we have a lot of broken relationships in our industry. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. You know, like, just like you said, if, if I'm not making you feel significant or I'm not touching base and you can have all the flow systems in the world and all the data going out. But at the end of the day, what people really crave is that ability to be connected and have significance. I think that's absolutely correct. And I think what we uh, fail to sometimes recognize is that what makes us valuable is the you part, right? Like I spell value V-A-L-Y-O-U. I'm not good at spelling, right? I've, I've messed up the spelling of commission and I've messed up the spelling of value. But honestly, when I think about it, the true value is V-A-L-Y-O-U. You are the value in people's lives. Now, do they expect that you know your stuff, you've got your tools, you're backed up by the right organization? Of course, that's all a given. But at the end of the day, they, they're hoping that it's you who is putting their arm around them or reaching their hand out to help them. And that's really, uh, I think, one of the blessings of this business, but also one of the great advantages of this business because no one else can replace you in their lives. Yeah. So a lot of this weird fear we have in this business that I have to dominate my neighborhood and crush my Instagram family and you know absolutely corner the market on TikTok or something like that. It's not necessary at all because basically no one else can be me in that relationship. However, I have to remember to be me. I've got to show up and do my part. And I think, uh, and I love this. I have so many little nuggets here just to kind of recap this. But, you know, as we go into the last part of 2023, um, you know, these last and getting into 2024, and I think that there's that anxiety there. I mean, one of the biggest things I heard from you is just what, do you, you know, how are you, how are you controlling your thoughts and your energy, so to speak? Are you on that optimism level or on that pessimism world? And uh, if you're, if you're on that pessimism world, maybe start being conscious of what you consume, right? That's a huge one. Uh, I think that's great. And then the other one is just uh, how are you connecting with your clients? I mean, right now, instead of quiet quitting or saying it's just not going to work for me, seek out those small. And I, I love that you said this, the little things that you can do every single day that have an impact on somebody's life. I think that when you do those very simple types of actions, you will recognize that, A, things are definitely not as bad as they might have seemed. B, you have a lot more control over the outcomes than you think. And I think C, what ultimately happens is that you generate a lot more satisfaction with what it means to be the professional that you want to be and not worry so much about what you have to do on your task list today. Yeah. And, and I would end with this is that also it matters who you hang out with. And I always love having these conversations with you because- you inspire me, right? Because I, I hear what you're doing and I follow you and I see those things. And so you help me have that higher level of optimism uh, and you give me content to help share. And so I want to thank you because uh, you have an impact on me on, on every single day when I see the things and I love having these conversations. But I think our listeners should also hear, think about who you're hanging around with, right? I would, I would totally agree with that. And first of all, <laughs> let me just say it's mutual. I watch your morning posts 
a lot. And I have to tell you, they are very timely. Uh, I think uh, sometimes I, I think, oh, he must be reading my mind. So, you know, <laughs> in, in between uh, your morning videos and then doing this podcast, you also, I think, are not only inspiring me, but many other people uh, th that you might not even recognize your reach. But there, it is a good point. Who you hang around with does matter. And, and in many ways, uh, I think perhaps the fall is a great opportunity to do a little cleanup and make sure that you are uh, ready to move into 2024 with the greatest uh, and most fertile bed of support, right? The soil that's going to uh, support your roots and growth uh, in the new year and for many years to come. Well, and for our listeners, if you want a little bit of, of inspiration and optimism, uh, Matthew, share with us uh, how they can get uh, a hold of your, uh, uh, it's again, always inspiring uh, newsletter. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so it's on Substack. So if you're a Substack user, you could just type in either my name or always inspiring, but the direct uh, URL is a very easy. It's mferrara dot substack.com m ferrara dot substack.com it'll take you right there but honestly you won't won't be hard to find <laughs> and i'll i'll make sure i put that in the show notes for everybody and, and there's two options they can do a free they can do the free one and then there's a paid subscription just give us a what's the difference i mean Sure. So the, the free subscription, you get a couple of posts a week, uh, beginning of the week and the end of the week, and they'll be both informational and, and motivational. The upgraded subscriptions also get you access to all of the archive of past posts, all of the videos that we have in there, which are a bunch of clips from things we've done for over the years, and we're adding new stuff all the time. Attendance in our webinars, so you always get a seat in our webinars as uh, an upgraded subscriber. And then if you become an insider, which is the highest level, you also get the quarterly virtual mastermind, which is really for a very select number of people. Right now, it's uh, uh, about 100 and something people who are in there. And it is a very cool a mastermind in which we are learning from each other, from people from all aspects, not only of this industry, but um, interestingly enough, more broadly uh, uh, across all walks of life, just trying to help each other continue to uh, to grow. I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that's uh, really a great opportunity. So I'll make sure that we give that on there. And I want to thank you again, just for taking the time today uh, to do this. Uh, I think it's timely. I think uh, a lot, all of us can get a dose of inspiration and some optimism, and you're a great person to do that. And for our listeners, I just want to say thank you for listening to these. If you found the content helpful, please give us a rating and share this. And Matthew, if they wanted to reach out to you directly, what's the best email address for them to get a hold of you on? Uh, the shortest email address is uh, Matthew at mflearn.com. Matthew at mflearn.com. MFLearn, and I know I have that in my in my on my contact with MFLearn.com. Perfect. And I'll put that in the notes for everyone as well. And we always like to end these by saying uh, thank you, be awesome, and help somebody. And any uh, final uh, w words of wisdom from you, Matthew? Well, I think the most important thing I remind everyone right now is their success today and in the future starts by believing that they deserve it. I love it. Well, hey, have a great rest of your day, and thank you for doing this. My pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.